1: speaking boldly. And the the religious leader said of them in Acts 4.13 that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Well, if they were uneducated, Peter and John, and they were untrained, then who commended them to be so bold? The Lord himself then who will commend you to be bold? The Lord himself. You don't need letters of commendation. That's not to say that we don't recommend people, right? We have an application process here. You know, put a couple references in there, just so that we can get to know who you are. But never are we doubting someone's, uh, you know, commendation from the Lord we just want to know that they are walking with the Lord and uh, even the apostle Paul in the book of Romans said hey uh, he commended uh, sister Phoebe to the church at Rome he commended Titus and Timothy hey receive them well and it's what's happening here is they're trying to discredit Paul because he doesn't have letters from some important men but he he sure does have accommodation from jesus christ himself which is beautiful which is what you have satan will always try to accuse us of not being worthy and to commend is to represent someone as being worthy i think of the sinful woman that her story is what god used to to pierce my heart in luke 7 She, uh, Simon the Pharisee, had a dinner, gave Jesus no respect, and this woman who was a known sinner came to him, stood behind his feet, and began to wash his feet with her tears and to wipe them with her hair. And I like that it says that she stood behind him because all of the, 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 the looks of those at the dinner who like Simon thought if this man were a true prophet, he would know what manner of woman it was who was touching him. So with their heart and with their eyes, they were condemning her and she stood behind Jesus as to say it is he now who represents her. His righteousness, his commendation, is upon that woman who who had many sins but she was forgiven because she loved much. And I'll always remember that. But I have to go seek the Lord in prayer to remember who I am. My goodness, guys, I mean, what do I have to put an ID on my chest to remember that I am a beloved of God? I mean, it's that bad sometimes where we can forget who we are in Christ. We start acting like we're fatherless again. Motherless. Orphans, unwanted, not wanted, not loved. And we we just go to the Lord in prayer. Get rid of all that junk. Those are lies. We are loved. We are fatherless and motherless no more. We are king's children. We are royalty. But man, we all forget it. I look to the hills from where my help comes from. You know, as I prepare to teach here every week, that is probably the greatest thing that I struggle with. If I can be transparent is not feeling worthy or loved every week. But I know that I am. I have to I have to get away and spend time with them. Right. That's just me, because I come from a, a hard life. Other people, they don't, they don't have to, and God bless you. But to some, we have to go and spend time and uh, once we know who we are again. It's fire for the Lord. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. I think of King David when Samuel went to anoint him. But the Lord said concerning, to Samuel concerning David's brother in 1 Samuel sixteen seven Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. For you see your calling, brethren, 1 Corinthians 1. There are not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Can you imagine that? That would never be up in a university. It probably was at Harvard. I mean at Harvard. At Harvard. stinking was thinking 200 years ago or whenever they started as a school of ministry. They would never put that. God has chosen the foolish. Not many wise. We need to put this verse somewhere in our church, maybe in the men's restroom. <laughs> 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 do we begin again to commend ourselves or do we need as some others epistles of commendation for, to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. You are our epistles, known and read by all men. The Apostle Paul says, here's my letter of recommendation. It's all of you. It's the church itself of Corinth. He planted it through Christ. He planted that church. The very fact that they exist is proof that he's God's apostle. Beautiful. He's just saying, you guys are my letter of recommendation. You know, say that to the false teachers. I think all of us who love the Lord can say that concerning our family. The fact that you got in your cars and drove down here. What does that say? But that God is... God is working in your life. It's proof that we try to wrestle our kids and get them in the Word. That we try to be good spouses to each other. We are all His workmanship trying to do good. We are trying to practice righteousness. That is such an amazing picture of of the reality that we are commended by God. You know, we are not gangbanging anymore. Right? We're not. There's different. We're different. And it proves. It proves that our calling is legit. That you pick up your Bibles. That you pray. That you say praise God and mean it. Thank him for your meals and mean it. That you love him. And it's all of it. That by his grace, some some of our kids get it and they they love God. And there's moves that you're making that only prove that you are legitimately a Christian. We're not perfect, man, but we are striving to live righteously. We're doing things different. And the Apostle Paul goes, here's my letter recommended. It's all of you guys. And I remember you know, we've been at this for 15 years this Easter. And I remember, you know, for many, many years. We met from little from house to house on Wednesday nights. And it was dark and dreary and cold. And there was a few of us. And I had to pump myself up that God's going to do a great work. God's going to do a great work. I I sent it. He's called me and it was just a few people. And throughout the years, as we went along, how some people were like, "I believe with you, I'm with you, Pastor." Yes, he's got. It's just the tip of the iceberg. God's going to do a mighty work in our church by His grace. But others were just like, "Nah, not believing." You know, there were there were there some that have come through and 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 mocked and didn't believe that God would do something in and through us. You know, I bet they question our commendations and our, where's your letter of reference? And, you know, it's crazy when you're super small as a church, super small. The things that go through some people's heads, you know, they, they, they don't treat you the way they would treat a, another pastor with a bigger church. They treat you like you're less ordained than the pastors with the bigger church. So we went through all of that and just believing, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus and I can say like the Apostle Paul, I look at all of you and, and you, you too are, are like my letter of reference. <laughs> You're my letter of reference. God has done a good thing here by, by his grace. I haven't done nothing. It's his grace. It's not my personality. It's not nothing. It's his grace. Undeserved, unmerited favor. I can't explain it, but God's grace. Amen? Amen. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. We forget that sometimes. As Christians, everyone's reading us. At work, are they reading you? Are they reading, you know, I, I worked for Caltrans for 20 years and I was able to go full time three years ago. But I worked there 20 years. They were reading me. Maybe they ain't reading you because they don't even know you're a Christian. Woo. Right? Check and check. Uh-oh. Right? Oh, yeah, I keep that on the download. Oh, the way Jesus said that you hide a light under a basket, huh? Like that down low? No, everybody. What'd you do this weekend? Oh, I watch football. No, what else did you do? Tell them what you did. It's tell them who you are. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I was at church. You ought to come with me. (laughs) Everyone's reading us. Everyone's watching us to see if we're different. You know, see if we're going to still pick up that drink. See if we're going to still watch those kinds of movies. Our children watch us to see if we're legit. Oh, I beg God for forgiveness for the times I've blown it with my, my puppies. I call my, my, my kids puppies. But I, I, uh, I want to represent Jesus well to them. That I'm a dad who's not so wrapped up in the ministry that he doesn't play with them, doesn't care for them, doesn't ask them what they think about things. I'm there to serve them as well. My wife, too. I've had to apologize so much for my misbehavior, my flesh. She's a forgiving wife or else she wouldn't be here still. And um, what's my point is that people are watching us. And uh, the Lord is watching us, which is the most important thing. He's watching us, lovingly watching us, and I want to behave good for Him. I don't want to just be talk. I want to be. I want to do good works for Him. In Matthew seven, He said, "You you will know them by their fruits." Or oh, no, no, I'm reading the wrong thing. Sorry. Matthew five. 14:16 You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Clearly you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but by the spirit of the living God not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart and we have such trust verse 4 through Christ toward God not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit uh, gives gives life. And so the Apostle Paul here is is saying that you know they are uh, his epistle seen by all men, and also that um, that his sufficiency is not in himself but in Christ, and that God has also made him sufficient for the ministry. It is true, where God guides, He provides. Like. God is constantly teaching me, you can't do it, Ryan. You can't do it, Ryan. You better know you can't do it, Ryan. If you think you can do it, Ryan, we're going to have problems. You cannot do it. Don't ever forget that you cannot do it. You cannot preach. You cannot teach. You cannot be a husband. You cannot be a father. You cannot be anything without me. Amen. Yes, sir. Lord, I can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ who straightens me. Attaboy. boy. a boy. He allows us to be weak so that we can sense his strength come upon us. He allows it. His strength is sufficient for us. Paul the Apostle had a physical ailment. He had a thorn in his flesh. And he and he prayed three times that God would take it away. And God said, Nope. Nope. My grace is sufficient for thee. This is this is this this you need in your life, Paul. You need that limp, Paul. To because your your head was gonna get too big. So I gave I allowed Satan to mess you up a little bit. So that you're humble. Trip out on that. So that he knows his sufficiency is of God. I'm whispering to God. I'm begging God. I can do nothing without you. I have nothing to offer. And God begins to fill. He begins to fill us up. That's what he does. When we acknowledge that we don't have any sufficiency in and of ourselves, he will make you a fantastic mom, a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better single, holy single man, holy single woman. He will strengthen you. All of your sufficiency is in him, but you must seek him in order to be strengthened. If You don't spend time with him. You know, Jesus said, "I'm the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him should bear, will bear much fruit for without me you can do nothing. And abide, Donna t- taught me, means you never leave him. You never leave him, and you'll have what it takes to, to be a, a rocket scientist. I'm serious crazy what do i what did i know about reading books uh, when i was in the vario (laughs) nothing when was the first time i read a book my goodness maybe the continuation school i think the first book i read through was jurassic park (laughs) i found it i find dinosaurs fascinating Apparently, and I read it at Valley Lindo Continuation School, where I got my diploma. (laughs) Um, And how did he get me here? His grace. He's sufficient. The Apostle Paul would say to the Corinthian church, when I came to you, I did not come to you in strength. I came to you in weakness and much trembling. You think of Paul as a super human, he came all beat down and broken, but hard pressed, but not destroyed. You know what I mean? Like he went through it, but he kept on going. Amen. Kept on going. And so, and we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter uh kills but the spirit gives life and we'll talk more about that next week it's by the Holy Spirit that's how he allows us and calls us to do things that are above our pay scale right like preaching teaching serving children's ministry all the ministries and and even your jobs some of you can put things together some mechanics you guys do you know doctors nurses whatever all the things that you do we're in awe how god has given you gifts to just do stuff and he does it by his spirit the power of his holy spirit when I worked for Caltrans for those 20 years, I learned that even when I was a dispatch clerk for Caltrans, Caltrans Communications, how can I help you? I did that. when I All the different things I did, it was by the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know any of the jobs. I was trained. And he opened those doors by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can, we can do all things through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can stand up to false teachers, and be bold and say, "That's lame and that's wrong." The Lord rebuke you. We can say to family members that are sinning, our brothers and sisters who are that's wrong. The Lord rebuke you. The power of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't one to get in people's business, but now you are for Jesus. Get up in their face. You know, tell them something in love. In <laughs> you know? love. But tell them, you know, it's cool when you get like the homies, the homies, you know, we're used to not ratting on people. It's like it's against the street code, you know, and we come to Christ and we learn that we are our brother's keepers. And we have to get in the mix to help our friends and tell them that what they're doing is wrong. And I know that there's been hardships over that one. But through Christ, we can do all things. If you love people, you'll warn them no matter what. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. There's none like you in all the earth, Father. You're so good. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the cross, Father. If you're here this morning and you need to get right with God. We want to give you that opportunity to be able to confess Christ before men. He said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father and the angels in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you. So if you're here this morning and you want to get right with God, just lift up your hand and I can lead you in a prayer to ask God to forgive you of your sins. If you're done with your sins and ready to live for Jesus, he's ready and willing to forgive you of all your sins and to give you his Holy Spirit. Is there anybody who needs to do that this morning? Please raise your hand. Amen, brother. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? All right, my man, stand up with me, man. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Be recognized, amen. (laughs) Repeat this prayer out loud and mean it sincerely in your heart. Say it to the Lord, all right? Father God, forgive me for my sins. I've sinned against you. I believe in your son, Jesus who died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. And he's at your right hand now, praying for me. In Jesus' name, I ask that you forgive me, that you wash me with his blood, and that, Lord, you would just... Pour out your Spirit on on me and help me to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen,
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m.